1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery. Breaking
2: news: The death toll in that Christmas parade tragedy rises. The sad news tonight that a child becomes the sixth person killed as the man accused of plowing through the crowd appears in court. Daryl Brooks facing murder charges tonight. Why an officer says the suspect wanted to hit as many people as possible. And the incredible doorbell video showing what happened right after the deadly rampage. Absolutely not. Plus the Pope's prayers for Waukesha. Jury deliberations underway. The latest from the Ahmad Arbery murder trial where jurors are deciding the fate of the three men accused of murdering the 25-year-old jogger. Skyrocketing gas prices, the steps President Biden just took to try and give Americans relief at the pump. But is it enough? Thanksgiving travel nears pre-pandemic levels. Are the airlines and the TSA ready? We're behind the scenes at America's busiest airport. A CBS News exclusive. We go inside America's counter-drug operation. The Coast Guard seizing 26,000 pounds of cocaine. Plus, the new deadly opioid stronger than fentanyl that's out on the streets. Smash and grab the growing number of robberies targeting high-end stores. And wait until you hear the price tag of everything that was stolen. And meet a rising TikTok star who says 80 is the new 37.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from
4: the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We want to begin with a tragic update in that deadly attack on a Christmas parade in Wisconsin. A sixth victim has died, an eight-year-old boy named Jackson Sparks. Five adults were also killed, ranging in age from 52 to 81 years old. There's also some more breaking news. The number of people injured has jumped to more than 60. Daryl Brooks is now facing six counts of intentional homicide and will likely face additional charges. His bail time this time is set at $5 million. Just days before the parade, Brooks made bail at $1,000 for allegedly trying to run over the mother of his child using the very same SUV that plowed into all those people in Waukesha. He has a lengthy criminal history and was also wanted in Nevada for failing to register as a sex offender. Brooks was convicted in 2006 of fathering a child in Nevada with a 15-year-old girl. CBS's David Begno leads off our coverage with all of the late-breaking news. Good evening, David.
4: Good evening, Nora. Police insist this was an intentional act. They say the suspect was swerving side to side, trying to hit as many people as possible, even picking up his speed. After he allegedly did that, he ditched his vehicle and he ran to this home behind me and he knocked on the door. Right there is a shivering Daryl Brooks, moments after leaving the scene of the carnage he allegedly created, knocking on Daniel Ryder's front door. Hey, can I, I call some, I called an Uber and I'm supposed to be waiting for it over here, but I don't know when it's coming. Ryder says he was just watching football, unaware of the tragedy that happened a half mile away. He was telling me that, oh, is there something going on downtown? And I was like, uh, there's a parade today, I know, but so he was just completely putting on a face and lying about everything. So he even brought up that there was something going on downtown. He did. Ryder helped, made him a sandwich, gave him a jacket, let him use his cell phone so that Brooks could call his mother. Start getting real nervous, but I see a cop drive by, and that's me. I'm like, okay, man, you said your Uber would be here three minutes ago. You got to leave. He says he was totally unaware of the manhunt for Brooks. When I'm getting messages to shelter in place and there's a suspect on the loose, he's got the phone getting those messages. I am oblivious. I whoa, whoa, whoa. Moments later, police rush in and arrest Brooks. Hey, you know this not. Oh. Today, Brooks made his first court appearance.
1: Everything was done to get him to stop. And he just simply continued down the roadway, causing death and destruction in his path.
4: His criminal history reveals a violent past. Earlier this month, the 39-year-old allegedly ran over his child's mother. The night of the parade, he was free on a $1,000 bail. John Kulik, whose wife Jane was killed at the parade, is furious about that. I wanted the world to know what was taken. (laughs) She was a beautiful person. She was a mother and a grandmother. And as he looked through their wedding photos, he told us about how good she was to her family. We were a routine. That was my partner. I needed her.
5: I've always sure
4: They need her, too. John says he can't stop thinking about this. On the day of the parade, he and Jane went to church together. And you know what the sermon was about? Great couples in history who are better... Together. Nora Pope Francis has said he's praying for the strength of these families and that he's praying good will overcome evil.
2: So many people praying for those families. David Begnaud, thank you. Well, tonight, the city of Brunswick, Georgia is anxiously awaiting a jury's verdict in the Ahmad Arbery murder trial. Three white men are accused of chasing down and murdering the 25 year old black man, claiming they were trying to make a citizen's arrest. CBS's Omar Franca is at the courthouse.
3: Ahmad Arbery's mother said a prayer and walked into court as the state delivered its closing rebuttal before handing the case to the jury.
2: When three people chase an unarmed man in two pickup trucks with guns in order to violate his personal liberty, who gets to claim, I'm not really responsible for that? Under the law in Georgia, no one gets to say that. Everybody is responsible.
3: Prosecutor Linda Dunikoski had the last word, telling the jury that even though Travis McMichael shot and killed Ahmaud Arbery, Gregory McMichael and William Roddy Bryan are just as guilty for chasing Arbery in their trucks.
2: Doesn't matter who actually pulled the trigger under the law. They're all guilty, even of malice murder.
3: Of the nine women and three men on the jury, only one of them is black. They are deliberating nine counts against each defendant. That include murder and aggravated assault. Defense attorneys say they feel good about their case. And we'll see what the jury feels is justice, and we will accept the verdict, whatever it is. In appeal, we're going to win. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Roddy's walking out of that courthouse today. The Arbury family is cautiously optimistic for a conviction.
6: I know we're going to get the burden on these men.
1: God has brought us this far, and he's not going to fail us now. Amen. We will get justice for our mind.
3: The jury deliberated for more than 6 hours tonight. The 4 person told the judge they're working toward a verdict but they will go home tonight and deliberations will pick up tomorrow morning. Nora.
2: Omaria Franca, thank you very much. Well, those who are driving to their Thanksgiving destinations are paying a lot more for gas this year. AAA says the national average of $3.40 a gallon is up more than 60 percent from last year. President Biden today announced plans to cut fuel costs by tapping into the country's strategic reserves. We have more now from CBS's Ed O'Keefe.
7: The pain at the pump is being felt by Americans
2: nationwide. Nowadays, for this car, it's almost $100. So, yes,
1: it's insane.
7: So, tonight, President Biden is trying to rein in prices with a bold move. I will do what needs to be done to reduce the price you pay at the pump. 50 million barrels of oil will be released from the nation's strategic reserves. That's a drop in the bucket, since the U.S. uses about 18 million barrels a day. That was news to the energy secretary. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number in front of me, sir. But Jennifer Granholm said the oil will be released gradually.
2: So we're hopeful that um, prices will be stabilized and start to move down.
7: The release is in coordination with at least five other major economies. And it's something that's been done just three times before, but only in response to war or natural disaster. Today's moves come as grass prices are hitting a seven-year high amid soaring inflation. It's affecting people like Leanne Cherry, who owns a cattle farm near Nashville. She's had to raise her beef prices to pay for increased costs
2: we haven't had to do that probably since 2015 and yes we've had to eat some of the costs
7: and that's why the percentage of americans believing the economy is in good shape is at its lowest point this year today, today the president to tried changing the their minds we're experiencing the strongest economic recovery in the world ahead of thanksgiving the president and first lady served meals at a com- prepared meals at a community kitchen here in washington today they're flying tonight to nantucket island off of massachusetts where the Biden family traditionally celebrates the holiday. Nora.
2: Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Well, tonight, some news is more than 18 million kids, five and older, have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. But health experts say that's not enough. There's actually new data that finds a sharp increase in the number of coronavirus cases in children. More than 140,000 children tested positive for COVID between November 11th and November 18th. That is up 32% from about two weeks ago. All right, overseas tonight, lockdowns are in place in parts of Europe where COVID is surging. The State Department has issued new travel advisories urging Americans not to travel to Germany and Denmark due to the high level of cases in both countries. Well, tonight, CBS's Charlie Daggett reports on the outbreak sweeping across Europe.
8: COVID has come back with a fury and with it increasing rage against strict new lockdowns rioting broke out in the Netherlands. Police in Brussels unleashed water cannons and tear gas. Tens of thousands have demonstrated in Austria, not only against a new lockdown this week, but the order to make vaccinations compulsory by February 1st. Austria has one of the lowest vaccination rates in Europe and one of the highest infection rates per capita, more than five times worse than the United States. Numbers are spiking in Poland, too. Inside this ICU ward, the only empty bed we found had been left by an elderly woman who just died. Eastern European countries like Poland have been especially hard hit, recording their highest daily infection rate since last April. And COVID intensive care units like this are filling up once again. We're told the unvaccinated make up 99% of the fatalities here. How many patients will survive? How many will die?
7: Generally, uh, about, I don't know, about 20% will
8: survive. 20% survive? Yes. None of them have been vaccinated? Yes. Back here in the U.K., they've largely been spared these huge numbers in Europe. Scientists here believe that's down to mass testing and the fact that far more people here have had a vaccine and booster shots. Nora.
2: Charlie Degada, thank you. Well, today, a federal jury awarded more than $25 million to nine people who suffered physical or emotional injury during the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, in 2017. The lawsuit accused white nationalist leaders of plotting the violence. A 32-year-old woman was killed and 19 others injured when a neo-Nazi plowed his car into a crowd of counter-protesters. All right, we're going to turn now to a CBS News exclusive. We take you inside the hunt on the high seas for drug traffickers. Coast Guard crews have recently seized tons of narcotics, but still America's streets are flooded with dangerous drugs, including a new opioid that is more powerful than fentanyl. Here, CBS's Jeff Begay's.
6: This 26,000-pound cocaine haul has a street value of over half a billion dollars. ...seized during multiple operations in the Pacific Ocean. It's where increased enforcement... ...is forcing drug smugglers to look for other routes to the U.S. It's a constant game of cat and mouse. Tony Salisbury leads Homeland Security Investigations in Miami. Are they looking for weak spots in law enforcement? The drug trafficking organizations, the cartels, they're always looking for the easiest points of entry. The vast waters of the Caribbean... Are now ground zero, where over the past three years, cocaine seizures have more than tripled. To intercept drug boats, Coast Guard teams train relentlessly. We're off the coast of Miami on a U.S. Coast Guard small boat. This is one of dozens of motorized vessels that they use to track down the drug runners. Got it. The most dangerous seizures involve the Coast Guard tactical law enforcement team. Frank Oreo commands one of the units. How dangerous is it out there? It's very dangerous. The surge in the Caribbean comes as the U.S. is facing a record number of deaths from fentanyl and a new opioid strain that's more deadly. We have to try to stop you know this this poison from hitting the streets. So this is the vault. Yes, this the seized drugs time. end up in this heavily secured secret location, where the count is in the millions. So how many bricks of cocaine? There's about 800 uh, bricks of cocaine. This weight, you have about $42 million street value of cocaine. From this command center, Agent Salisbury keeps watch. What are they looking at on the screens here? Air traffic and boat traffic coming towards the Florida Straits. Trying to stop the supply chain, feeding America's seemingly insatiable demand for illegal drugs. Jeff Pegues, CBS News,
2: Miami. All right, AAA estimates that more than 53 million people will hit the roads, the airports, and the train stations for the Thanksgiving holiday. Air travel is expected to be up 80 percent over last year's dramatic fall during the pandemic. CBS's Errol Barnett has exclusive access to how one major airline, Delta, is preparing at one of the world's busiest airports.
5: It's a rarely seen room, a nerve center so crucial it never closed during the pandemic. Delta Airlines 24-7 Operational Control Center, or OCC, is staffed by up to 300 people. Tonight, monitoring more than 463,000 passengers, with 97,000 flying through Atlanta alone. Something goes wrong on an aircraft. Who does the pilot call? The captain instantly messages me. Chris Nunez is a dispatcher who plans, then tracks dozens of flights at once. If a passenger is disruptive, he has the authority to divert the plane. I am the safety
0: person on the ground, so I share the responsibility with the captain to ensure that the
3: flight is safe at all times.
5: And this right here is critical. Nunez works with people like retired Marine Captain Mark Garner, who after 14 years just earned Thanksgiving off.
4: It's competitive just to get to Delta as a pilot.
5: There's also stiff competition to work in the OCC, which today is overseeing 4,000 flights. Well, Heather I'm, Heitzman um, leads 26 before, meteorologists right. and says oh, posts here is are prestigious, with staffers staying until retirement. She's been here 16 years.
2: Out west, we do have the next system that we're watching that starts to uh, kick up uh, in the Northern Rockies.
5: How many flights have you had to cancel this week? Zero. As a 36-year veteran of the company, Barnett Smith manages fleet schedules and says this time of year is intense.
2: There's a little more pressure to get everybody home for Thanksgiving. So.
5: Now, Delta expects to fly more than 478,000 passengers tomorrow and more than 550,000 on Sunday. That's a pandemic record for the airline. Also, United and American Airlines expect the Sunday after Thanksgiving to be their busiest travel days, Nora, since the pandemic began.
2: Really interesting to see how it all works, Errol Barnett. Thank you. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, A wave of brazen smash-and-grab attacks is targeting luxury stores. In Los Angeles, thieves broke into a Nordstrom's last evening. And on Saturday night, 80 robbers stormed a Nordstrom in Walnut Creek, California, taking as much as $200,000 in goods. And thieves grabbed an estimated $120,000 in merchandise from a Louis Vuitton store near Chicago last week. At least six people have been arrested in those robberies. All right, now to an update of a story CBS News has covered for months. A man who spent more than 40 years in prison for three murders he did not commit is now free. A Missouri judge ruled that Kevin Strickland, now 62 years old, was wrongfully convicted of the killings in 1979. Strickland said he wants to visit his mother's grave and see the ocean, which he says he's never done before. It can be said that some people find their calling late in life and sometimes in the least likely of places. CBS' Jamie Yukis reports. Have you ever had a Krispy Kreme? A simple question. Was it crispy? Over 7 million views. Right. On a platform unfamiliar to octogenarian Annie Corzin until recently. I've always been, for the most part, an unemployed actor and an underpublished writer. I am now having more success in those two things than I have had In my whole life. She attributes much of that success to her decades younger best friend and producer Mackenzie Morrison. You're 82? Yep. And Mackenzie is? 30. 30. So it's a 52 year age difference. We don't feel it a bit. Their unlikely friendship blossomed over a shared love of vintage fashion and a mutual desire to bring Corazon's finely aged wisdom to a new audience.
1: I'm not a big fan of good taste. I don't the like two often
2: music. shoot 10 to 15 TikTok videos in one day. So everything is completely spontaneous. I never know what she's going to do before I start hitting record. <laughs> I love when they make you laugh. I, I would like to change people's minds about what it is to be old. I'm still active. I'm still learning new things. And I'm not the only one. It's time for some gray power. 80 is the new 37. Gray power 37. indeed. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. (laughs) On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, a school principal who pitches in as a teacher and a custodian how some school districts are dealing with severe staff shortages. All right, if you can't watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
6: Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. <laughs>